This is my review of the C, the second album by Corin Bailey Ray, released in 2010. Uh, let's do a little bit of a brief history on Corinne first. She was born in Leeds in England to a St. Kitts and Nevis father and an English mother. Uh, and uh, I think 1979, so she's, she's kicking on a bit now, 41. Uh, she was the oldest of three anyway. Uh, and uh, her musical career started at school. She started to learn the vi classical violin, uh, but quickly preferred singing. Um, and uh, she then uh, started to sing in church. Um, um, basically, it was uh, not akin to the gospel church like you witness in uh, uh, America. Uh, she ended up singing in a Baptist church, uh, but then she gravitated to interesting rock bands, um, Led Zeppelin being mentioned, and Jimi Hendrix, these reg And so she got into that uh, as a teenager, um, and uh, uh, she then uh, married in 2001, aged 22, uh, to Bailey Ray, uh, and he Jason Bailey wrote Jason Ray, sorry, uh, and he was a musician who played saxophone, so that sort of uh, increased her interest in music, uh, and uh, um, she had a, a an opportunity um, when she was um, about uh, twenty o three, I think. Um, she uh, she was involved in some work with a Leeds-based funk band, um, uh, but then the real break came uh, when she was approached by a company who represented Craig David, who was a, quite a successful singer at the time, uh, uh, and his mentor, Mike Hill, uh, took a shine to her material and um, what then this then led uh, to the opportunity um, in 2005 uh, to release uh, a single like a star which uh, of course was a huge hit before the first album uh, re was released in 2006 and uh, of course that took off massively so that's that's a very potted history uh, of Corinne Bailey Ray, and now let's get on to the uh, review of the sea. So to the tracks on uh, Corinne Bailey Ray's second album, The Sea, and we kick off with "Are You Here?" There's a really simple, gentle guitar chord uh, that filters into Corinne's soft tones as she hits the high, seductive vocals. And then the rhythm slips into the mood and the slow intro uh, returns before uh, uh, building with skippy uh, down beats. And then it launches the music into an orchestral montage of sounds that have harmonies uh, lurking back into the mix. Impressive. And then recycled through the solo guitar chord. And this time her vote seemed to be more urgent and the track takes off. It's pure love resonating with the orchestration of Wash. It's a cracking opener. Track two is I'll Do It All Over Again. 
a mournful vocal with guitar easy to sing, and the sweetness is death. It's a sad reflection of a lost hubby, and it's a powerhouse of emotion with music that would do justice to Stevie Wonder's arrangements. It's a hymn to remind you, us, of the rewards for risks in love and, and, and everything together with that. And there's some lovely organ linked in with the backing vocals. It tears you up when you listen to it. Uh, Corinne's emotional tone is right at the forefront. Track three is Feel Like the First Time, uh, a summery floating funky rhythm which is real catchy, there's some neat piano, it's got a, a, a jaunty jazz feel to it, echoes of Billie Holiday, the strings are sparingly used but effective and it suggests even Barry White or George Benson era music. The influence of Ellington's jazz is also there uh, to hear. Track 4 is The Blackest Lily. It's a sexy, funky uh, song, uh, very influenced by Philly Soul, with a, 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 a touch of Keith Richards' uh, guitar uh, rhythms. Uh, smart guitar solo as well reminds me of Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, uh, when he contributed to Bowie's Let's Dance, Bowie's classic. It's very slick-like. So to track 5 and Closer. It's very soul uh, influenced this with a disco strut. It's very 80s uh, and there's some punchy piano and it sounds almost like it's come from the Berry Gordy School of Motown. It smoulders, is very sensual and perfect for a sort of rompy sort of dance and add in the Mayfield horns that filter into the midsection and you feel like you've got some classy disco funk with nice oozy trumpet seeping in sparsely. Um, lyrically, uh, continuing really this uh, feeling uh, amongst the track so far, uh, this one's about building up the intimacy through shared experiences. Of course, the, they're all reflect on her, her husband's demise and all those uh, emotions coming to the top again. Love's on its way. Um, there's some, uh, the vocals and piano filtered in, in before we hear a touch of gospel harmony which adds to the strings and Corinne's vocals bleed with feeling. It's a ballad that soars particularly in the last minute. And again, it's a, a lyrically about love being just another lesson that we need to learn about in life. I would like to call it Beauty is next up, and the organ and acoustic guitar sedately start us off, which touches the strings arranged textually. Uh, the last minute is serene with Corrine, this wonderful melancholic voice. Uh, get out those tissues uh, before you start crying. A very sad song about a very young death. The person was taken far too early. Track 8, Paris Nights, New York Mornings. Um, it's a disco soul with punchy drums and it's just a great beat. 
Um, the harmony vocals complement uh, Corrin's lead to a T. There are sparing strings on, on this one which helps retain its punchy dance feel. And lyrically, it's, it shows the magic of the two cities to enable that romantic, young, inspired feeling and getting the maximum out of them, the joy and the experiences. Track 9's Paper Dolls, it has a much more up-tempo rock feel to it and the vocals uh, show a bit more variety, more strident, more urgent. Again, lyrically, this one touches on female friendship, I think, and making different life decisions to uh, close friends, uh, a realisation of your own value, your own uh, worth, other than just your beauty. Diving for Hearts is the next song, and it's a standout. It's uh, one of the tracks that I... I when I sit down and listen to it, I become all sort of emotional. It's a mouth-watering ballad that encapsulates the melancholy running through this set of songs. We get a full choral arrangement, a glockenspiel, a choir, the Hammond organ, and the synthesizers, uh, and so there's a full band sound, exquisitely sang by Corinne. A highlight as it sounds perfectly symmetrical and full of power. Of course it recalls the wonderful moments of love and not throwing those memories away, carrying them uh, to gain strength and moving forward. And the message, love, should hold no fear. And here's a little extract. Till then I wasn't alive. I long for you like the lovesick moon pulls the tide. So I peeled off my skin, I just slipped right in, and I became alive. Because down here there's no fear, there's no cause for panic, there's just bright cold calm, I feel no harm, this underwater feeling, abandoned, and it fires my heart. So there's quite a lot of metaphors in there. So to the finale then, uh, the sea. It rounds it all off, really, and Corinne sounds like a child as she tells the story, uh, sings it with pure hurt, pure power, an emotionally drenched goodbye to her dead husband, layered with all the masterful production. There's a swathe of violas, violins and cellos that excel. And uh, lyrically, of course, uh, it's about trying to gain strength from adversity rather than feeling a sense of shame that you, you failed, you didn't do enough uh, because you've lost this man uh, far too early and, uh, uh, and trying to, to ease yourself back into the future. And let's have a little bit of an extract from this. Till then I wasn't alive. Sorry, I, I'm going to move on to the sea. Uh, some extracts I never knew you were standing on the shore it says everything explains everything that from then on it couldn't be just like before it says everything changes everything so don't you stand there wishing your life would fade away and don't you go around with anyone who makes you feel ashamed this point about moving on with strength rather than 
wallowing in this loss and a feeling that you it was your fault. It's a very positive message. So let's summarise the C. We had to wait an awful long time for this album uh, after the absolutely dream debut. Um, but it was worth waiting for. Of course, in the intervening time, Corinne had lost her husband, Jason Ray, uh, unexpectedly following a, a cocktail that uh, uh, took his life. And she was in mourning. And she took her time to come out of mourning. And she wrote these songs. These songs are, are uh, uh, in, in many ways, uh, a statement about her relationship with Jason and the impact that they had on, he had on her. And they're also a reminder uh, to her and to all of us about how to deal with tragedy after a love affair that was intense. Um, the songs are very, uh, very emotional um, and, and you feel that as you listen. The, the quantity of musicians on this album are so vast. Uh, I'd take a look at the personnel to get some sort of semblance of, of who was involved here. She's left no stone unturned to create the sound that she felt was necessary as an epitaph to her late husband. It's a beautiful album. It's probably not going to be revered quite as much as the solo record, but, but I think in its own way, it's as good. And it's certainly uh, one of the highlights for me in that year. Um, and so I would suggest that you take a, a listen to it uh, and, and uh, really repeated listens. The girl has got a wonderful voice, her uh, soul uh, right to the uh, uh, 100%, and, uh, sh but she's also got a wide depth of musical knowledge and has listened to the greats and, and sort of uh, taken advice on, on them uh, and uh, introduced them into her uh, vocal delivery. The songs don't add too much to the sound um, on this album. Of course, they are all about the uh, love and loss uh, that she's experienced. But nevertheless, a good batch of songs. The Sea, released in 2010 by Corinne Bailey Ray. <laughs> 